This is Sad Boy Radio. Alright guys, so today we're back with another episode of Sad Boy Radio. So today I got my boy Vic, president of Blue Door Studios once again. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me back, man. Thanks for having me back. For sure, man. I appreciate you coming through all the time, you know. And a couple weeks back, we talked about fame and, you know, how fame impacts people if we would like that. Right. Um, for today's topic, I wanted to touch upon growth. Now, what I mean by that would be growth as a person, uh, growth as an artist, and uh, just continuing to develop yourself in whatever manner that is. Now... A lot of artists are always growing and changing, and a lot of people like to stop them from doing that. They like to say, oh, I miss the old, uh, you know, Bad Bunny. I miss the old Bryson Tiller. But there's so many different experiences that everybody's going on, going through in life. You know, it's never clear right, cut right. and dry. Um, and all those experiences shape who you are as a person. So, you know, if, if you could just touch upon a little bit of, those moments for you what is one moment that you think you know has really impacted you and changed your life for the better or maybe the worse uh for me i would say that um you know a real big event that had an impact on my life would definitely be uh my dad passing away when i was when i was 16 that had a real for obvious reasons real big effect on me and um when I had lost my dad, I had previously lost my my uncle, my aunt's husband, um, approximately like a year before, and then like a couple months after my dad, my grandpa passed away. So, like during that time period, I was like feeling a lot of different shit. But honestly, like when my dad passed, I then thought to myself, like my older brothers are all out the house already. Like it's really just me and my mom. So for me, it was like I kind of had a I had to teach myself how to be a man with like with the information that I with the scarce information that I had from my father you know and and from my brothers and shit like that so it was definitely real hard on me and my mom you know was was an emotional wreck and then on top of that you know she still had to work to put me through school because I wasn't like I said I was in high school so it's not like I was in college and out on my own already like I was in high school still living with my mom And for sure, even at that age, you know, any age, a lot of people, you know, you need somebody. You need right. somebody there for you. You know, it all goes hand in hand. You kind of just need the proper guidance, right? Um, a lot of the time with music, it's needing the proper management or the proper, um, the proper, what would you say, mentor. Sur support. Yeah, yeah, mentor support. Because without that, you're not, you're not looking at anything positive a lot of people fall into you know drug use a lot of people fall into uh, just hanging around the wrong groups of people you know what what do you think kind of stopped you from that well I actually you know I did that definitely did hit me like the the drug use and just getting into you know getting into bad habits I won't go into details about like you know what I did do but I just kind of I felt like it was the it was like the only thing that made me feel it gave me some kind of like something else to feel yeah. i guess you know what i mean like i was just always like just sad and and angry and i needed i needed to feel something else for once you know so yeah definitely you know 
loss is a tough thing to deal with uh, and it definitely forces you to grow a lot more uh, a lot quicker in your situation I can't speak from personal experience of losing you know someone as such as a parent but recently uh, with COVID and everything my family did go through losing my grandma and sorry yeah and with my um, with my dad it was really tough because he was sick um, he wasn't moving off the couch for a couple days um, you know on top of that you lose one grandparent and then for me almost a week two weeks later it's like my other grandma's uh, we just found out she was diagnosed with cancer and uh, you know it is what it is but it's like all these little things that keep on forcing you to grow in increments right and that's just that's just life at the end of the day um fucking sucks though yeah <laughs> it still sucks yeah but what my family has talked a lot about recently is uh doing everything that you can for the people uh that you say you love while they're here right uh making sure that everybody's okay and at the end of the day doing the most that you can do so that you don't have any regrets at the end of the day uh, or when you hear something like they're gonna die or something's gonna happen to them you know you can say well i'm i don't feel too bad because i know i did everything i could for them not that it doesn't suck but you know i know i know what you mean it's definitely like it feels it feels worse like if you haven't been in contact with that person like my like my uncle just passed i think about a month ago and you know that was my dad's side of the family and like they had always kind of been like my my parents got separated and so like they they hated my mom for that even though it was my dad you know my dad's fault and it just kind of like caused the tension in the family you know and so like i hadn't seen any of my uncles or my aunts or my cousins for years and my uncle just passed a month ago and like you know the last time i saw them was actually at his wife's funeral like two years ago like my, my aunt lisa yeah. and uh you know it's just crazy because it's like fuck like i know he was so like he was so sad because he lost his wife and it's just like fuck i hadn't like i i didn't plan to go to the rest of my life without speaking to my father's family to my family but i was like fuck he like damn like he's he's fucking gone like i like i won't get the chance with him to you know have a relationship with him that we never had before you know, because even no matter what happened, like at the end of the day, that's still my family. And like, I feel I feel an obligation to that. You know what I mean? Unless they do like some fucked up shit, then it's. But yeah. It's and it's crazy that like all these experiences just keep happening back to back. Right. Um, you know, I don't know really how common death has been in your family. But for me, it's the last time we had somebody pass away that was relatively close to us was. I don't know, almost 10 years ago. Yeah. So for these two back to back to happen, it's kind of like. Yeah, I feel you. It's like, what the fuck? And, uh, you know, one song that I always do think about in a situation like this um, that my mom actually pointed out, it's called Supermarket Flowers by Ed Sheeran. Uh, it's actually a really good song, and he writes about how his mom, his mom had recently passed away. And he sings about, you know, all the stuff that she liked and, uh, you know, getting rid of all the things that she had, but keeping those memories alive, right? Being the strong one for his family. And it's just definitely something tough, but you just got to kind of push through it, right? Be better than 
what they saw when they last saw you. Um, everybody's life changes, and sometimes you just look back on the old days and think, damn, like I changed so much since then, right? Yeah. Thinking back to when, I don't know, maybe I, even a year ago, I'm completely, I wouldn't say I'm completely different from who I was, but I would definitely say a big part of me has changed, uh, especially mentally, you know. What about, what would you say for yourself? Shit, I definitely changed a lot. Uh, I've been more, I've just been more hungry, you know, like I'm just tired of not being where I want to be. And I mean, that that's pretty much it. Like, and that, you know, that goes for like every aspect of my life that that falls under that. I mean, and, you know, one of that being with the studio, it's like a year ago. I filed for the EIN and I got it going. I was like, hell yeah, you know, like I got a business, whatever. But then it's like, no, I don't even have, I don't have a business. I didn't have a website, didn't even have a business card, didn't even have an official logo done. And just, just even that part of my life, I was like, I'm over here thinking to myself, I'm gonna like work a nine to five, stack money for a couple years, then start it. But then it's like, bro, by that time, I'm gonna lose out on so much opportunities and like within this past year I just fucking really went for it and I was like you know what I'm gonna try my hardest with everything that I've got and every opportunity that I have to make this brand happen to make this company happen and luckily like I had already knew, known who I wanted to be part of the foundation of it and luckily those people are there like I said before the last time I was on here you know so really I just that, that was that's probably like the biggest thing that I can think of that like really changed like I became just more hungry and like now it's like you know like I'm making I'm making more money at work you know due to my own like chase of that you know and it's just like you just had to really go for it and I think like after a certain amount of time you go through so much shit and you just like analyze so much shit around you and then you're just like fuck like I just gotta do it you know like yeah like I hate to sound morbid and I feel like anyone that knows me like they've definitely heard me say this like million times before like you know i always say that like we cannot you know we can't be here like we won't always be here tomorrow you know and sh or something like that and i feel like that really like drives me you know because then it's like just do it now you know what i mean like just fucking just do it for sure to. yeah i definitely could see that because thinking about like for me personally a year ago right um i wasn't the most hungry at work i work in sales so you know i obviously got to sell but you can just hit your goal and call it a day. Right. Um, definitely, you know, partying a lot, not focusing the most in school, but not doing terrible. You're always changing the type of people you're around, right? Uh, for me, it was thinking about who I was around, but also who wasn't around anymore, which would be the people I grew up with, the childhood friends I had. And, you know, there'd be times where I'd be like, damn, you know, What's going on? Why don't I talk to them anymore? Or why why haven't I hit them up? And for me, it was thinking, man, I, I changed personally, right? Because it's like, okay, what's going on in my life that they don't want to, like, hit me up anymore? But that's a two-way street, right? Uh, communication. Most definitely. Communication's definitely something that most people <laughs> need to work on. Uh, nobody's perfect with it, but... You know, reaching out to people and saying, hey, I got you if you need it. Or even saying, you know, how have you been? Um, those weren't conversations I was having anymore. And until one night, you know, I called them. I'm like, what's up? Like, how you doing, bro? I miss you. And they're like, man, 
I miss you too. We need to hang out soon. I'm like, what's up? What's yeah. the what's yeah. the word? Yeah. Throughout your life, you're gonna meet so many different people, cut off so many different people, and at moments, you're not even gonna remember a lot of those people. And be like, damn, I, wait, I talked to them at one point. You know, it, that's how yeah, I think. So, that's how I think awesome. sometimes. I'm like, I'll be scrolling yeah, through a uh, Snapchat and. I would see like some old person I used to talk to in there. Like, who the fuck is this? For I'm like, oh shit! I used to actually talk to them like on the daily. Like, what the fuck? What about yourself? You know, is there anybody like that in your life right now? Like that you feel that you could have a better relationship with? A lot of people, uh, actually. I feel like I know a lot of people, right? And I like anyone that knows me. Like I'm a real friendly person. I get along with everybody. I feel like you know. Um, you know, just being myself and just because I, I, res- I respect everybody until you give me a reason to not respect you. And, like, I feel like that makes me a likable person. And, and anyways, in saying that, in saying that, I feel like there's so many people that I have good memories with and that I have good relationships with because I, I usually just always click with people that, like, I'm at a point in my life where it's, like, you know, I barely have time for, like, my mom and, like, my own family. So it's, like, forgive me for not you know texting you you know what i mean like i still think about you i still you like have you in my heart and i I feel like i feel like everyone that i really am good with like they know that too and i always try to make that known because we're in a society now where like where we can know so many people like dude fucking 50 years ago you you could go your whole life only knowing like 200 people now it's like you fucking cross thousands and stuff like I, I don't even know if the numbers are like right, but you get what I'm trying to say. Like yeah. now you come across thousands and thousands just on online, not even fucking meeting them in person, nonetheless, you know. So I feel like I've you know done so much, met a lot of people. Like I've been and had my hand in a lot of different things, and uh, like that's what I'm saying. I'm a, I'm a people person, so it's like there's so many people that I have those good memories with, and I have good relationships with that. Like I just you know I I haven't sent a text or I haven't called in a while, uh, you know. So this past year too, I've also, I've also been able to like remove people from my life that have done me dirty, and I'm just not gonna give them any more of my energy. You know, at that point, it's like you know I'm not gonna harm nobody. You know, unless you really do some really bad shit. But it's like I'm just gonna let bygones be bygones. But I'm not gonna fuck with you no more. You know, for sure. And that's kind of how I feel about like family too, in a sense. It's like. You know, we'll be fam- like if someone does something fucked up, like we'll still be family, but it's like I, I'm not gonna fuck with you. And even though we're family and we're blood, like I have no obligation to you if you're a fucked up person. Yeah, you can't move with them no more. You know, it's also about taking time for yourself too, and kind of refocusing on what you need, right? Because, you know, a lot of the time I think that everybody feels lost at some point. Uh, feels like they're losing focus on what they need to be focusing on. Uh, A song that makes me think of that is actually Bryson Tiller. He just dropped his deluxe album. And one of the songs is about losing focus and how he's trying to get back right with um, with a girl. But it's kind of like you lose focus on what you need to be doing. Um, And sometimes you need to take a step away, right? You need to look at everything in a different light. Who needs to be around you and you know, realize who you are, right? Because that's what a lot of this year has been. It's been about reflection and what do you want in your life? So like you said, uh, you wanted to get the business going, right? You wanted to get uh, the LLC going. You wanted to have 
a one-stop shop, just as we talked about before. And you're doing that now. It's it's crazy to think that life changes so quick on you. And Hell yeah. so many times uh, people feel lost and they feel like there's nobody, nobody that understands them. So my outlet is music. Um, I can have the worst day ever and just find a song to relate to or a song that's going to pick up my mood and just have me going, you know. Yeah. I think uh, for you and I both, that's probably the case. You chose music as your career, so. Yeah, I can't do shit without music, like, for real. I had to fuck a shower with music and shit, like, yeah, yeah like, everything. How do you think your music has grown? How do you think your taste in music has grown, really? Um... I would say since I since I did, you know, start taking the path to like, you know, being in music, I definitely became more open to more music and not even like to liking them per se and like relating to them, but like just for like the actual music, you know, the arrangement and the melodies and, you know, just the actual music behind it and even how the people's voices sound. Like, for example, I I hate country music, but like some songs I'll listen to and I'm like, damn, like that's a that's a really nice ballad or that's a really nice guitar or whatever that or that girl's voice sounds really you know, sounds real good and it's like you don't have to be a fan of the music to appreciate the music. In general, like I've my love and appreciation for music in general, like as a force, like has has definitely grown and it has made me appreciate what I do more and the people that I meet along the way because everyone has their own, you know, special tie to music and especially when you're a creator of music and you're in that kind of network like it's amazing to see how other people like come out in their music you know everyone has their own like as much as everyone likes to try to copy each other nowadays like everyone has their own little signature that they do and i think that's a really really uh amazing thing about music and it definitely ties into you know kind of what you've grown up listening on Um, right what you've grown up listening to. And then on top of that, every song that I listen to probably has a memory tied to it. More than likely, 99% of the time it has a memory tied to it. Whether that be good, whether that be bad. Uh, some songs I don't even want to listen to anymore because it's like, damn, that was during this time, right? Like, I don't know. I could probably list every grade the first time I heard a song, right? Or when I was playing it so much, right? Damn. So I can't do that. <laughs> like a lot of music, like Eminem. I used to listen to Eminem all the time in like sixth grade. Usher, I started listening to in like fifth grade, bro. So Usher. Uh, yeah. And then if you bro, I was listening to fucking Usher when I was a fucking kid. Like my siblings are like minimum five years older than me. So like I had all the old music and I was born in ninety eight, so like I had all the old music playing and shit. But for me I don't think that um I think music Taste has changed a little bit. Uh, definitely a lot more Spanish. Uh, I always liked Spanish. I always liked Spanish music. I just never knew the artists because my parents never. Elaborate on Spanish music because we talking like the flamenco here or no? We talking (laughs) we talking reggaeton like. Uh, definitely, my parents didn't listen to reggaeton (laughs) or bachata. Neither did my dad. So like. you know, my mom didn't even like bachata at first. You know what's funny? My mom told me the same shit. Like, I, like one time I was playing Romeo Santos in the car, and she was like, oh, why do you listen to this? I was like, what is bachata? I was like, I'm not listening to reggaeton where they're talking. I was like, it's Romeo Santos. And she's like, 
oh, this isn't even good. She's like, no, nah, this there's better ones or some shit like that. And I'm like, even Monchi Alexandra, like, bro, like those are old. That's an old ass. That's an old. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Like that's an old ass like group and fucking. Even she didn't like that. I was like, what? What do you? What did you listen to? Like, what kind of a chata you? That's what. That's about chata my mom would listen to. That now that you say that, but like Aventura, Romeo Santos, she'd be like, I don't listen to that. Like. I don't like that. And then I started playing in the car when I got older, and she's like, oh, I really like this music. I really like Romeo. Oh, put it in CD. I'm like, bro, you said you didn't like it. Or actually, I had an extra ticket to go see Aventura. She's like, oh, take me. I'm like, you don't even like him. I ended up taking somebody else, and she was was like, yeah. But I went with her to see Ed Sheeran, so it's okay. Yeah. See? You know, you got to even it out. Um, Dude, my mom fucking loves Pitbull. Pitbull. She take her when she when he came with Prince Royce or what? No, fuck that, bro. I can never. I'm sorry, Pitbull, but I can never go to a fucking Pitbull concert. His ass ain't gonna watch me, but fuck it. Hey, hey, bro, we're gonna add Pitbull now. <laughs> I can't go to a Pitbull concert. Fuck that. But Prince Royce, I was definitely a Prince Royce fan over at Romeo Santos, but Romeo Santos is like is amazing too. Like Prince Royce. I think when I was younger, yeah, but now, like, Romeo Santos definitely has, like, a better catalog, like, overall. That dude's been doing it forever. And which, you know... And then when he crossed into reggaeton with Don Omar... His his style has kind of changed. Kind of. I mean, when he first started... Honestly, I haven't listened to Bachata consistently in probably, like, five years. Well, when he first started, a lot of Aventura stuff was fusion and mixing kind of funk elements, I would say, into the Bachata. Um, as time progressed, the bachata kind of took on of its its sound of its own while making it a little more modern. Um, like with the last that album, fucking classic, dude. All ties into you know him growing as an artist. Uh, you know, when he was younger, he didn't even have the proper management, and he just recently made an Instagram post about it, talking about how that his first album was a complete flop, and he was ready to quit music, never touch it again. And they ran into like the president of Sony Latin Music or something, and from there, bro, skyrocket. So it just takes that one, let that me, one person. Let me ask you a question: How do you feel about like genres mixing together? Uh, I definitely think it's dope when it's done properly. Um, Explain. How do you? What do you mean by properly? There's a lot of Spanish artists that do collaborate with English artists nowadays. Uh, sometimes it's not the best. One, one I can think of off the top of my head was probably uh, what's that one song Bad Bunny does with Carol uh, G. Ahora me llama. With Quavo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they they ended up mixing it with Quavo. Yeah. They did the remix with Quavo and Travis Scott, I think, right? No, the remix. The remix was Bad Bunny and Quavo. The original song is just her. I, I think, think Travis Scott is on one of them. But yeah, that for that one, for example, like. That was not done well. Yeah. I did not like that at all. I feel like... I was thinking about this because, as you know, like, I'm trying to drop a reggaeton album and I was saying, like, you know, I grew up not speaking Spanish, but I listen to reggaeton, so it's like, I love the beats, but it's like... real. Even now, like, I don't even speak great Spanish, you know? So it's like, I want... I want there to be, like, English rap over... Well, not English, like Britain, like no. But you know, but, we, you know what I mean, like English spoken rap. But I feel like, say, if like the dudes from actually from Puerto Rico and from like they actually do this, they'll be like, 
uh, you know, like, catching your ass. So, like, what is this bullshit? Like, you got fucking... But I will say, right, as you pointed out, there are already collabs out there with English artists on it. So it's like, yeah, maybe not. But I feel like reggaeton is, like, more inclusive than others because if you think about it, like, um, like, people hate, people hate the fact, and I'm one of them, that, like, that, like, some hip-hop will, like, or some, no, country will try to mix itself with, like, hip-hop. Like, yeah, I've seen that. It's uh, definitely no. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, going back to your Spanish and English, one person that does that really well is Aragon. He, yeah. he mixes uh, Spanglish with a lot of his tracks. Oh, he's dope. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that shit's fire. I think he's going to be on my reggaeton list. Bro, the switch up, that album was like, that's a straight summer album, bro. Hell yeah. He dropped it in the summer too, right? Yeah, that's a straight summer album, bro. It's just fire. And as far as, you know, I think that there is a drastic there's there's levels to the collaboration scale, right? Because you can definitely have like an R and B artist collaborate with a Spanish artist. Or a Spanish artist crossover into English music. Shakira did it with pop music when they collaborated her and Rihanna. But yeah, definitely, you know, uh, allowing artists to grow and just experiment with whatever they want to try out, right? Because, you know, kind of like we talked about earlier, you know, you never want to have a regret. Uh, you'd rather have a oh well than a what if. Yeah, so True. definitely. Um, and I also feel like too, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, artists are people too. Like I'm pretty sure I said that when I was on, uh, on here before. Um, you know, and like shit changes, you know, like you rap about different shit, you sing about different stuff and you can't expect people to rap about drug dealing all the time <laughs> or fucking killing people or or even being depressed all the time. Like people change. And like and I think that's another thing and it kinda ties back into like what we were talking about before, like you know, you have this expectation of people and they're not allowed to be themselves and they're gonna react a certain way, like you know, like, that's why people fucking, um, you know, I'm not excusing it, but that's why people do dr- do drugs, you know? They already had a hard enough, like, upbringing, you know, some shit happened, and, yeah. you know, it just makes it worse, and you feel, like, pressured, and then you allow yourself to succumb to the, li- to the limelight, and the pressures that come with it, it is all a whole fucking paradox. Yeah, and, you know, I keep saying this, but it's that's just life, really. And uh, another person's album that I do think about Straight to the point is really August Alcina. I don't know if you've heard of him. But I know. I know yeah, August Alcina. His, his second album is this thing called Life. He actually never performed it. I went to see him after that album dropped. He didn't perform one song off that album. So to think about like the place you are mentally uh, can really take a toll. Uh, it goes back to you know what I was talking about with songs. You know, Certain songs have certain meanings and yeah. certain memories that sometimes you just don't want to re-explore. But that's just life, and you got to continue to grow with it. August Alcina has come out of that rut and made an even better album. Uh, everything... For, uh, and Entanglements was dropped after that album. Uh, it was called State of Emergency, The Product 3. Yeah, that album was a banger. Go listen to it. And, yeah, that's this thing called life, I guess. So, 
that's gonna be it for today. Thanks for coming, Vic. Sad Boy Radio. Yeah, for sure, bro. Thanks for checking in, guys. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe to Blue Door Studios and to SBR. (laughs) This is Sad Boy Radio.